apologies to Levon Helm and Robbie Robertson. I pulled into Lake Tahoe, was feeling about half past dead. I just need someplace cushy where I can lay my head. Hey, Tom Steyer. Can you tell me where a man might find a bed? He just grinned and shook my hand. Yes, cause you got cred. Take a load off, Fanny. Take a load for free. Put the load on, Fanny. And take the load right off of me. I picked up my bag of bribes. I went looking for a place to hide. When I saw Barack and Alvin walking side by side, I said, hey, Barack, come on, let's go downtown. He said, Michelle's calling, but my friend can stick around. Go down, Jack Smith. There's no motions you can stay. It's just old Trump, and Trump's looking for the judgment day. Hey, Jack, my friend, what about Giuliani? He said, do me a favor, son. Won't you stay and keep Rudy company? Corn Pop David Weiss followed me, and he caught me in my fog. He said, I will fix Hunter's case if you'll take Jack, my dog. I said, wait a minute, Corn Pop. You know Jack's with the DOJ. He said, that's okay, boy. He and Merrick earn all their pay. Catch a cannonball, Zelensky, as I fulfill my crime. My bag is sinking low. Fanny, you know she's the only one who sent me here with Jill. Regards for everyone. Oh, take a load on, Fanny. Take a load for free. Put the load on, Fanny. come back now here what on earth was that and how does that make any common sense i don't know but uh here we are nonetheless at common sense ohio show.com 8 23 coming at you for your weekly dose of common sense i don't know how to make any sense after that performance but we're gonna try norm see that norm texted us last night see you know see we have a show here guys you know and we uh, we communicate here and there as we lead up to the big day, the big event on these Fridays. And Norm's big event this week was bring your acoustic guitar. Do you have acoustic guitar to bring? I'm like, I looked over at my wife and I was like, Norm wants me to bring an acoustic guitar tomorrow. You were laughing about it. I was like, I thought you were joking. <laughs> and I, uh, you said, no, I'm serious. Or I'm going to sing uh, the weight 
I'll do it acapella. He threatened to do it acapella, which we couldn't have here. No. Uh, but nonetheless, we uh, he had d- developed a little satire. I mean, it's sort of like uh, Weird Al Norm over there. There you go. Ah, yeah. Right? Yeah. There you go. Cha-ching. Weird Al yeah. Murdoch. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Weird up. Al Murdoch. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, I don't uh, know, man. So aside from that little uh, or Abby Normal, Norm. yeah, Abby Normal. Yeah. Aside from that soft start, we're going to get right into CommonSenseOhioShow.com, where you can check us out. And uh, obviously, that that performance is worthy of uh, of further uh, uh, pres- or, uh, preservation. So I think we're going to put that up on the website. We'll we'll we'll, we'll cut that out. Awesome. And, rough video. That, that video uh, Oliver Anthony in, inspired that. You know that the guy out in the woods singing to like 20 people and then that that song just went nuts and he got offered eight million bucks to uh go commercial oliver take it mm-hmm. get that get that eight million bucks yeah. buddy you could yeah. do a lot of good with that yeah unbelievable yeah. Yeah. yeah well so that performance is uh timeless but uh the show is not it must go on and uh it's it's time now to to, to hit it where we're going to cover the common sense news, or at least give a common sense viewpoint on the news, or try to. Uh, Norm, where are we starting, man? There's so much going on in the world. There anymore. is there is a bunch going on, and including here in Ohio, so we can bounce off some of these. Um, I just found out from a press release from J.D. Vance that uh, the Department of the Interior plans to rename Ohio's Wayne National Forest the Buckeye National Forest. And the reason is because General Mad Anthony Wayne, right, um, was a Revolutionary War hero. Uh, He was appointed by then-President Washington after the Revolution to uh, head up the Army and put down uh, Indian uprisings to protect the settlers. And because, and and of course, you know, it's not... Real history is not Dances with Wolves where, you know, the Indians are all good guys and the white people are all bad guys. Real life is more complicated. There were atrocities committed, you know, if you read the the Frontiersman. Yeah, you know, Alan, I, Alan Eckert. Yeah, I mean, yeah, great, yeah, great I mean, series of books. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you read about what really happened as obviously Europeans moved further west and encroached on the native tribes, the native tribes weren't that necessarily nice to each other, much less to the encroaching Europeans. And the Europeans weren't necessarily very nice to them either, broke a lot of treaties. So it's very complex. It's the, the, There were horrible things that happened on both sides and, you know, skin was flayed and people were burned and people were hung and shot and all kinds of horrible stuff. So what's, what's the, the it's they want to the, take, they want to, they, you know, it's like pushing, it's like shoving a statue over essentially is what the Biden administration wants to do in Ohio and eliminate Matt Anthony Wayne, General Wayne, eliminate that history and and go with the PC, you know, just it's the Buckeye National Forest. I mean, look, on its face, do so, I really so, care if we so call fans. it Wayne or do we call it Buckeye? Yeah. It's always a reason. So, you know, we're going to rename things, but yeah. to, to get rid of it because of that is 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 just and even then, I I don't mind not honoring people that weren't honorable. But I mind not. I mind the way they do it. You know, it's like because what they're doing is replacing history. You can't get rid of history. You can't. And, and if you do, if you try, right. you know, it's not like somebody hasn't tried that in the last century and it resulted in like three hundred million deaths. You know, Stalin was like that. Whereas, and 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 China does that crap. Well, and it advances eliminate all the Chinese heritage. Advances letter he goes through. It, it's really a pretty good letter. It's like a two pager, 
and he goes through the history uh, and he and he basically points out that there is no like pogrom or it, there isn't any kind of you know war crime or anything that Mad Anthony Wayne is supposed to have done. The contention by the Department in, of the Interior is that just because he was fighting Indians, because it happened, we cancel. He, it, it, he's emblematic, right? Ugh. So, so it's because he's emblematic of a bigger, you know, kind of change in America at that period of time that we should decredential <laughs> him. And it's, it, it's well, I mean, if they're doing that with Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln, I mean, they're doing it with mainstream heroes of our country and pulling down statues of Ben Franklin and just, it's, it's outrageous. So, so we'll have to rename Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, the there next. you go. Right. Yeah. We're going to have know. to rename all. I mean, this is so what's happening. Columbus Washington, is going to, we might as well change Columbus. Might as well. Too. Washington, yeah. D.C. will have to change its name because something about Washington is not good. Well, and you know, like so much so, in, in, you know, you look back at history and that history in a, like if you just focus in on it, you can find, so like you said, Norm, find good history and bad history. But look at the cultures that have sort of emerged as a result of it. You know, it's like there's, um, it, it's not like, uh, it, it, life wouldn't go on if you know it's like this stuff was going to happen in the world it always has and the cultures meld you know we have uh the half of south america or how much of south america speaks spanish you know and it's yeah. like and now we honor the 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 hispanic heritage to the point where like somehow they get favor but they were conquerors also you know it's like they, those cultures melded and they become one and you know that's just life that's what happens that's how that's how things emerge that's how history happens that there is blowback to all of this that so i i wish i knew you know i don't watch sports center and all that i'm not obsessed with football and baseball but i have only, heard only satire musical satire <laughs> right. and racing so I, I have heard, though, that there is a Native American-derived uh, group uh, that is uh, petitioning uh, to, to rename the Washington football team back to the Redskins. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is a thing that just came across my radar this past week, that, that, na- that Native yeah. Americans are like, hey, you know, well, you, you name these teams— after something you thought was fierce and noble and tough and it is a hat tip, not yes. a not a criticism. And and look around Ohio. Right. Going back to Ohio, it's like there's so much of that kind of heritage going on, like our cities, our our counties, uh our right. rivers. Yes. Uh it's just I mean, heck, we still down in Chillicothe. Uh, by the way, around the country, if you ever buzz through Ohio and run through Ross County, go check out Tecumseh. It's uh that they're still doing that. Oh, right? that is outdoor yes. drama. That's yeah. incredible. Phenomenal. That's really Phenomenal. good. Phenomenal. Yeah. And right here in Ohio, we had Leather Lips. We have Tecumseh. We have Blue Jacket. We have uh, Indian Mounds all over, yeah. and Flint Ridge is. You know, it's like we. I don't think people are are disrespectful of the heritage at all around I, Ohio. No. In fact, my wife. I don't know what what percent of her is uh, Cherokee, but anyway, you know, it's like there's. Yeah. It's it's around. It's everywhere, and it's it part, is. the cultures have sort of become t- merged. And you know, it sucks. The history is horrible, and we can learn from it. That you know, if, if you go read about the Trail of Tears and all the all the treaties that we didn't honor and yeah. the slaughters that occurred, like you said, Norm, it was there. It was a war. It was a war. Absolutely, a war. and and yeah. you know, good or bad or ugly, it was a war. And the, and the tribes, the uh, various native tribes, were fighting again. Like it wasn't all their land either. It was somebody's land. They took it from that person, that tribe, and then somebody else took it. So whose is it really? 
Yeah. Who are you going to give it back to now? Right. You know, yeah. uh, and if not our culture and our Western society, then what do you propose we replace it with? That, these are always the questions I ask. You don't like the Constitution? Show me the places you would change it. And you get crickets, you know, and most people, frankly, haven't even read it, let alone know where to change it. They just, they're, right. they're taught that it's bad. And that's what, that's what this is a reflection right, of. Right, right. It, it's, it's more cancel culture in terms of history. And, and, you know, you wonder, well, what do the kids learn in school anymore? Is it just, you know, America bad? Like, like a yes. whole, a whole year, that's what they learn. America bad. Right. You know, and like, if that is your view, of, and I'm not saying to teach history, like America, good, just teach reality, you know, just teach well, what, what really, just happened, teach right. what really happened, teach yeah. what happened and, yeah. and, and, why both, it and happened all sides and, of it, all sides and allow it. each student to come up with their own view of what America right. is. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of our uniqueness is right. that we right. have the voice Actually, to I'll, either I'll like or dislike st- or whatever. I'll go a step further. I've got no problem teaching American exceptionalism. I've got no problem with it. Um, you know, I'm not saying whitewash history, nor am I saying you shouldn't teach certain history. But if you want to compare cultures and what civilizations have done over the years, ours is, it is not the worst. It's not even close to the worst. You know, it might even be the best. So Steve, I would teach what you're talking about in a course called citizenship. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which would be all of the, you know, the evolution of where we are in terms of human rights in America and what citizenship entails and how great that is and how exceptional America is. But in terms of history, Hey man, you know, I would teach reality. I would teach what really happened. You know, the mistakes that led up to the Iraqi war, you know, uh, April Glaspie kind of winking at Saddam Hussein and saying, well, you know, uh, what you do with uh, Kuwait's kind of your business. And then he invades Kuwait and we're shocked about it. So well, these are you political. Know, this is so, so teach reality. We made some mistakes as a country and as a government. And then we went in and defended it, Kuwait. Right. It, so it's, yeah. it's just shocking to me. It's reality. Whenever, whenever you really get into this, you, you really start to you start to drill down on what the quote they really are saying because are they are they trying to usher in their own version of a utopia and yeah. do they do they really think that after all these thousands of years of human civilization, <clears throat> uh, modern civilization on the planet that that they are going to be able to do it? Like right. you're going to create the utopia that has heretofore right. been unattainable, but only if you had the power, only if you had total control of the purse strings, only if you had total control of the military and everything else, you could force these ideals down and usher in the utopian goals and, and get rid of human nature. It's like, it's so patently absurd. Sure. And, and what it leads to is things like the Obama apology tour. When he first took office, he, he goes around the world and he's bowing to despots and dictators and apologizing for America. And right. we're, I'm like, really? So world war one, world war two, the cold war, Def- millions of people are alive today, billions maybe, because of America, because of our medicine and our well, technology. We salute a flag. It's unbelievable. We salute a flag. We we don't salute and uh, a, a swastika. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, just think about that. And and uh, you know uh, something else to think about that that always is uh, amazing mm-hmm. to me. There's there's a few instances in history where people with power gave it back. And, you know, when we were in Europe, say, well, let's go back, go back to uh, George Washington. Oh, yeah. Fascinating history. Like, they wanted him to be king. And he bowed out. He said, no, that's right. I'm not going to do it. And 
you know, that's a, that's a incredible, an incredible uh, relinquishment of authority and power on his part. Yes. But then think like more modern times, like in 1944, 1945. Um, we had the bomb. We had the bomb. We just defeated the greatest military power on the planet. On the both Nazis. sides. Yeah, on both theaters. Yeah, in both theaters. And uh, what did we do? We pulled back. And yeah. we rebuilt both countries. We, we, yeah. we pulled back and rebuilt the country. We did not. We gave them money under the Marshall Plan. And like, take. It, and we easily could have. We could have gone right to war with the Soviet Union. Absolutely. Over, over complete control of the entire world. Just drop bombs. And, and we had it. They yeah. didn't. We right. could have had it. We could have taken it. We didn't do it. And so look, is everything else perfect because that, because right. of that? No, it's not perfect because of that. Right. But it's, nothing is perfect yet. Pan- Panama Canal. We gave it back. We gave it back. That, but, that was dumb. I mean, probably, but. you know, and, and we have this continuing conversation has it. with, with the people in places like, uh, you know, uh, well, Philippines, we gave back Subic Bay. Uh, we have this ongoing conversation with Puerto Rico, right? At any time, Puerto Rico can bail out and no longer be a territory of the U.S. They get to vote on it, and yeah. and we're like, you, you want to be up a social? To you. It's up to you, right? And we would give back Puerto Rico. It would become its own, you know, sovereign country if it wanted to be. Yeah, it, it just is. It, it's such a it's such a disingenuous discussion to bring up only the bad things and none of the good. Yeah, and say because of these bad things, they're so bad that we should destroy everything else that's good about this country. It's, it's insanity and it's, uh, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually devious insanity. It's, it's, it's got some devious motives behind it. I think not that everybody who believes it is that way, but there's an ideology behind it that is intent on destroying the Western civilization. No question. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, some other, uh, Ohio things that are pretty incredible, uh, progressive insurance up in, um, where they are, Brook Park or they're somewhere in Cleveland, but um, Progressive Insurance is being sued by some of its policyholders because it put out a program that only black people, were, whatever a black person is, right? I, I always say, is Obama black or white? He's 50-50. I don't, I don't know which one he is. But Progressive is being sued by uh, people who consider themselves non-blacks because they were giving out $25,000 grants uh, only to black owned businesses. And, uh, people are like, well, <laughs> I mean, that's classic racial discrimination. Wait, wait, wait you gotta be kidding me. You know? And what is a black? I don't know what a black is. Yeah, are we going to have a uh, Nazi race courts to determine who black people are? I well, mean, well, again, I mean, this is like, um, you're, you're exactly right. That's what that leads to. That's what that absurdity leads to because what you're going to have to have eventually are DNA tests Yeah. with, uh, all right, so you're X percent. We're going to have to create a definition oh. of those who are entitled to protection because of their skin color. And, you know, then, then your DNA makeup is going to decide that. So then, you know, play that out for a second. <clears throat> so everybody has to get a DNA test and be logged for a category of what you really are. I mean, it's freaking insane. It's the antithesis of what Martin Luther King wanted us to get to. It is. It is. It's, it's like content of character. No, that doesn't matter. What matters is your, your ancestry. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's madness. This is radical. Yeah. Well, and, and as we know, the state of California is going to go through this whole thing as well, too, because, I mean, they're on the cusp of, okay, we're going to pay you. Yeah, reparations. Reparations. Yeah, reparations. It, it, It'll and, never and, happen. And, and, 
it, it, it sounds like it's getting close, but it's the same thing. It's like, <laughs> it's, 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 that, it's that color. Yeah. The theater yes. changes. So it's like, I, 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 maybe it'll happen. How do I know? Well, but there it is seems a, to me that, the, that it'll it's bankru- all about It'll theater. bankrupt It'll bankrupt them. everybody. There's it, that it, village, there's, no there's that village uh, or city in Illinois that is giving out 10000 Oh, is there? Okay, yeah. yeah. $10,000. $10,000. That's going to change the world. <clears throat> and it, it is so, I mean, you know, so they're virtue signaling with uh, taxpayer money. Or are they looking at this of like, okay, we're going to pay you. Now shut up. Well, Sign on the dotted line and no more discussion about this. The problem with such entitlements. But I don't think it is, but you know what I mean? It has no bottom. That's the problem. And and it probably is a bottomless well. It, it's, it's like, the it's, ne- it's not enough. So if you give somebody $10,000 and think you're going to fix Something that happened, whatever, how many, 300 years ago, or am I right? Well, it can go back. It can go back that far. Say say you go back, right? Yeah, it can. It can go back 400 years. Yeah. Yeah. According to the 1619 1619 project. That's right. Right. Whatever. But it's like, it's, it's going to fix none of that, first of all, because on its face, it's a non sequitur. And beyond that, it's not going to solve anything. It's not going to, like, giving somebody $10,000 is, is like, it's going to do more damage in many cases, right? So if you give, if, uh, it, it it doesn't fix anything. It's not enough to fix anything. Well, it, in, in California, the reparations the reparations board recommended, I think, three million dollars. Like per three person. million. So you're going to give somebody three million dollars. So if and this has nothing to do with race, give somebody who's never managed that kind of wealth three million dollars and see what the hell they do. Well, with it. the ethics and morality of it were were you know very clearly stated by Larry Elder. He said. It's payments from people who never owned slaves to people who were never slaves. Right. I mean, if you were going to do, you know, the, what was it, uh, 40 acres and a mule, the time to do it was immediately after the Civil War. Sure. That would, that would at least would have a nexus, a connection. To, you know. to the actual victims. Yeah. yeah. But and, this is, this. and throwing money at it is not a long-term solution. No, it's a short, in fact, it's a short-term problem. You know, yeah. You're going to give somebody 10 grand or 3 million. What are they going to do with it? Because if there are inherent problems in the banking systems or housing systems well, that blacks don't get access, there will be, then we need to fix that. But you yeah. talk, if, if that yeah. happens, identify that, it, which, the problem, which it is happening, identify I, the cause and then attack the cause. It. But you talk, you talk about racial animus. If, if something like, like I'm sure up there in Chicago, there are people who came in from communist Poland, right? They're big Polish population in Chicago and people from Middle Eastern countries where, you know, like Iraq or Syria, right? In Chicago. And, and those people were victims too. Of right? course. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So that's, well, the, the, I, like, just, that's just, the human experience. We've all, you know, all cultures at some point virtually i i can't think of a culture that hasn't been oppressed or or you've been subjected to some genocide at some point and the point is those people will be extremely upset when they're when people of, who just have, happen to have a different skin color but were never slaves get 3 million dollars and some poor Appalachian guy whose whose ancestors, or an Irish or Scottish or, guy, yeah. just absolutely, yeah, right. It, it, he gets nothing. Or Hawaiians, you that think were, that were encamped right after the bombing? You yeah. won't. Pearl you you yeah. don't think they'll those be, families lost everything? Yes, there is yes. going to be incredible. And it's awful. It is. But it, you can't fix it with a check. You, you can't. Well, if you they, selectively pay one group of victims. Who weren't really victims, but the ans- the descendants. And it won't be enough. Like you give somebody ten, they want twenty. It's like it, it's it's like imagine if your kid 
says, uh, I really want this or anybody who knows this. So if your kid gets in, if your child gets in money problems and gets themselves in credit card debt or whatever it is, and you pay off the debt, but without, and and then you don't do anything to to teach or to help or to uh, eliminate or address the causes of why they got into debt, all it's going to result in is a paid off credit card so they can go spend $10 more thousand dollars. Well, last week, it doesn't do anything. There's never enough money to compensate, you know, really for human tragedy. So like last week we talked about that $787 million verdict because a baby died, right? There is no, there is no, I'm sure that's why the jury gushed with such a huge number because there isn't enough money to pay those parents for what they went through. No, but that has a, see, but this, that's a little bit different. It is a little bit. That has a deterring impact on future uh, torts. I got you. Right. So, but this is like, and look, I'm, I don't mean to suggest I just mean that certain term- races can't, can't handle their own money. It's, this is, this it is deeper than that. Every, every, anybody. So I agree. Anybody, anybody, anybody who happens to collect on those reparations, there may be a certain percentage that are already wealthy. They're just going to get more wealthy. Well, There's going to be a certain percentage that have zero opportunity or zero understanding of how to manage that kind of money. And then people in the middle, but it's not going to solve any of it. It's going to broke the country or the, the, whatever the governmental entity given it. And if somebody's taken my money and given it to somebody, because look, folks, this is our money. These are tax dollars. Um, it, it, this has huge ramifications, sort of like the student loan thing, when they were just going to all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's now, back. It's come. <laughs> well, yeah, that's so back. So look, it's about to hit with a vengeance. In September, I think all the abances that have been in place since COVID are back and but student Bi- loan payments Biden, are back. Biden rolled out a new plan this week. Oh, so, yeah, oh yeah, he's trying to well, admit let's it. Let's take that around. What is it now? It, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not spooled up on that particular thing, yeah. but but once again, it's going to be um forgiveness. Uh it's going to be income based and which is a joke, right? Because some of the richest kids that borrowed money to go to college, right? Well, they're not even going to get jobs. So the, They'll show an income of zero because they're right? trust fund babies, and they're going to get it's their all capital tuition. gain, so it won't be income. And you know, <laughs> they're, they're, so their their tuition will get paid. And once again, it's the kids in the middle, the working class families, the the shrinking middle class kids that maybe work at uh, you know Wendy's or they work at uh, you know. And who signed on that loan document without knowing they were signing on a loan document? Adult, Shame. adult, adult, young people. Yeah. Right. And, and look, it's, it, we all have to learn these lessons. I have signed <clears> on car <throat> loans. I have signed on right. other, uh, I took on other debt that I shouldn't have. And I look back and guess what? It's my obligation to pay it back. And yeah. that's what you do. At that age, you can go down to the recruiting uh, center and join the air force or the Marines or the coast guard or whatever. You're putting your life on the line. So really your, your, your application to pay back some educational debt in that respect, is a rather minor thing. Well, and compared and to your life, I know, I know it's the go-to argument because it's the it is the right uh, comparison. Those who didn't take on the debt, those who went to work, That's those right. who went and bought their mechanics tools, those who went to mm-hmm. learn to be a pipe fitter or learn to be an electrician or the lineman right. who who risked their lives day in and day out for their income, right. they didn't take on a hundred or $200,000 worth of student loans. And you're asking them to pay for yours so you can sit somewhere and do <clears> nothing. <throat> All right. And you know, they would say, and I don't <clears throat> mean to be presumptuous about it, but they would say, go get an effing job yeah. and pay it back. Right. Right. Because they paid back their truck loan. They paid back the snap on loan 
for their tools. That's right. They rode out that apprenticeship that paid nothing. That paid nothing. And now they're cashing in and they're p- putting food on the families, yeah. on the and, table for their families. And they're coming in and cleaning and they're, they're fixing your plumbing. Yeah. They're fixing your car. And, and they we are not live, And we cannot stupid. live without them. <clears throat> they oh, are not my. stupid. Well, and e- even- the most e- capable no. people on the planet, yeah. you're asking them to pay for your stupidity. Yeah. Well, e- even, even worse would be the young person who looked at the cost of going to college, looked at- the fact that they would need to get a loan and then chose right on the basis of sheer accountancy chose not to go to college because they said, I can't afford it. And then along, along comes retroactively, you know, post facto this forgiveness. And, and we'll see, you've totally cheated that person, but they, they change the language, right? It's like, this is, this is like uh, Orwellian speak. Yeah, it it's is. not forgiveness. It's like we're asking the taxpayers to pay it back. You're not forgiving anything. So you don't forgive money that you owe. Somebody has to pay it. Yeah. The bank has to pay it itself if they don't get paid back. And if the bank is getting paid back, they're asking us, the taxpayers, to pay it back. It's not forgiven. So on the radio. Right. The money moves somewhere. Yes. Because, on, because yeah. educators had to be paid. Universities yes. had to be paid. It's not so, forgiven. So it's on the, not. You're on right. the radio, when one yep. of the Biden flax was explaining this program, to your point about Orwellian speak, they referred to people who, because of their low income or no income, uh, do not have to make a payment. They called it a $0 monthly payment. And I'm like, a $0 monthly? So you can put zero into your little book where you tear off the coupon and you call $0 your monthly payment. I mean, that is incredible, right? I'm going to make a zero dollar monthly payment. Well, you're not pay- you're not making any payment at all. But that's a way to make you feel like, oh, well, I'm 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 putting this little coupon in an envelope and mailing it away so to hold Uncle on a second. Joe. Let me understand this. They're making they're sending in the payment coupon, but putting zero down and calling that uh, the student loan forgiveness. That's your monthly payment. It's zero dollars. But you still have to send the check. I guess you still so. have to send the stamp. Yeah, or or that's how they're talking about it, as if. Oh, these people, oh, are, they're, these they're, people just, they're just, they're just whitewashing the language. These people, yeah. that's right. They, these people are still making payments. They just happen to be $0 monthly payments. Yeah. Oh, I see. I have a mortgage, okay. you know, and I write a, I write a number in there every month and I transfer the money every month. It's not zero. I've never heard of a payment that's no. zero. It's real. And, and then if and, I said zero, the balance wouldn't change. Right. And we all walked into the PPP loan stuff. Same know, thing. Same thing, knowing, and I was surprised that they forgave some. Me I too. walked into it, said yes to it, knowing I'm going to have to pay back. And I did the numbers going, okay. That's right. I, I want to take it. I'm good. Yep. I'll pay it back. I, I was signed on the line willingly paying it, knowing it had to pay it back. Yep. And then, okay, thank you for they, not they didn't asking that. It. Okay. And it wasn't it forgiven. It wasn't forgiven, though. Somebody paid it. Somebody got those <clears throat> dollars, right. and it was right. the taxpayers. And, you know, so let's, and I almost would rather have paid it back, honestly. I, uh, so let's transfer to that discussion, because this week also, uh, in Vanity Fair, major article about this will shock you guys if you didn't read this. People like Post Malone, Nickelback, Melissa Etheridge, and the list goes on. I think Smashing Pumpkins. A lot of these entertainers applied under the ERC PPP type of programs, and and some of them got ten million dollars, and it's forgiven. Mm-hmm. Like like we're talking multimillionaire entertainers look the that standards do, to that are get not the money it's unbelievable the standards to get the money were only that 
has has the shutdown hurt your business? And it, and look, I, I don't know if there was a better way to do the standards, but I can tell you this: it it opened up the door to just about everybody. I mean, it's like you know, it's yeah, no wonder inflation is, inflation is it, running at ten thousand degrees hot. Yeah, these scams are. I mean, so you know, people, your your milk prices, your egg prices, your bacon prices, your 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 fuel costs, everything. The government is taxing, and and the private sector is is having to reflect the higher taxes and the lower profit margins. We're all paying for this. I have a very close friend. It, you know, it's funny. My dad always said this as, as I was growing up. He goes, when, you know, once you get established, get your job, whatever it is, make a relationship with an accountant, establish a relationship with a doc, establish a relationship with an insurance guy, you know, get your, get your people. And it, it, it's paid off. I mean, I think everybody sort of does that naturally, but it's paid in a mechanic, uh, you know, just guys that you, you know, folks that you are going to work with are going to be your, your, your support structure going forward. And uh, I was talking to my insurance agent earlier this week uh, about something and he's like, man, it's rough. He goes, rates are going up. Oh, they're, they're, they're skyrocketing. They I was are. like, why? And he says, well, they are. Um, you know, they're, you can't get a car fixed. You know, nobody can get a car fixed because yeah. it takes forever. Um, they're the, totaling the, cars for minor damage. They're now. totaling cars for minor damage because they can't get them fixed. And so there's all these rebuilt titles out there and those are difficult. Um, it, it just is, it is one mess yeah. after the other yeah. in the insurance game. And you know, the other thing he said is that the car thefts, so the total loss for car thefts is off the charts. It's like yeah. gone in 60 seconds in reality. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because there's so many stolen cars that people are paying for that. You folks, for your government not not enforcing crime, not going after thieves, you are paying for that. You are paying for that in your insurance dollars. So your mortgage is going to go up because uh, your house insurance and homeowner's insurance is going to go up. So it's not your p- principal and interest, but the other household expenses will go up. Usually that's part of your escrow. And that's all going to go up. And uh, it's because of bad government policy. Yeah. Like let the thieves yeah. steal the cars and get away with it. Then the people whose car is stolen report it to insurance. And then their insurance writes a check. So in a vacuum, you would say, well, that's awesome. I got paid for my car because I bought insurance. Well, guess what? The rates are going up next time. And, yeah. and scale that up across the country, across the world. It, it's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. And yeah, I'm sure people are seeing it. They're homeowners. They're automotive everything, all, all the insurance. That's why I was talking up. to my insurance. My bill yeah. went up and I'm like, what's going on? And it really went up. It really jacked it, it up. It jacked up. It was, it was more than just a, a cost yeah. of living. And, yeah. and energy went up. I mean, like we talked about here, uh, AEP for uh, the Ohio uh, consumer uh, in May went up 38%. Mm-hmm. I mean, good God. Yeah. I just, I, I, you know, but there's a lot of no, suffering. But Biden says it's the best economy ever. You know, oh, Bidenomics yeah. is working. Plug, awesome. Plug in your electric car at 38% higher electric rates. Oh yeah. That makes sense. That'll work. <laughs> um, the other kinds of, uh, Ohio news, we had a school bus, uh, school bus death over in the uh, Springfield, Ohio area. And once again, that triggered a slew of stories about seatbelts on, uh, for children, on school buses, in uh, anybody who's seen the video of that knows that. Um, by the way, it was a Honda Odyssey that went left of center, and oh, no. uh, forced. Mike. Yeah, right, and forced. <laughs> it really was it, it, a 35 year old guy that texting. He did not have a license, uh. and therefore got charged with uh, vehicular manslaughter, a felony instead of a misdemeanor. It enhances if you're driving under suspension. Yeah, it, well, it, he had no license. So apparently wasn't even suspended. Like, 
I don't know if he was an illegal immigrant. Well, I don't know the to, it's deal. Easy, this is easy to happen. So if you get a suspend, you know what happens a lot, and this is maybe a fair warning. I'll give it a little lawyer talk breakdown. Um, if your if your license is under suspension, say you got a um, uh, say you got an OVI a DUI, then your license is under suspension for a period of time. You don't have a license. You can't identify yourself. Some people go get what's called a a uh, temporary identification card, or I'm going to go get a state ID. If you check, it's it's harder to do now because of the way it, the BMV uh, agencies deal with it. But if you say the wrong thing, if you say I want a state ID, you run the risk of getting something called a permanent identification card. And as soon as you get a permanent identification card, it cancels your driver's license. So you need to ask for a temporary identification card. So that's just one way where you could be an experienced <coughs> driver, check the wrong box, get an ID. Nice. And all of a sudden, you have no license. In order to get it back at that point, you got to go back to square one. You got to retest maneuverability, yeah. temporary tag, you know, wow. the whole nine yards. Yeah, so but be the, careful. This particular bus, uh, guys, it ended up on its side. Oh, it's horrible. I don't know the mechanics. You know, the report hasn't come out. And the NTSB is going to investigate, state patrol, et cetera. But what always comes out of these things, and there's some organization in Cleveland, you know, one of these organizations that's got always has a you know, a, a, a knee-jerk reaction to these scenarios. You know, we want seatbelts on school buses. Well, only eight states uh, out of the 50 have a law requiring seatbelts. Ohio doesn't require seatbelts. Um, it's permissible. Uh, but the reason is, is because, in as in this case, if a bus goes over on its side or the roof, you have kids strung in seatbelts Hanging in midair. Yeah. The, right? It, I mean, like it... There's always a give and take on this stuff. That's right. Yeah. And this is my Thomas, so I've told the story, probably on this show, where there was somebody, a child, an infant died in a plane crash. Uh, so as a result of the plane, as a result of that, Congress, uh, boy, they, they're going to fix that. So they imposed a restriction or, or a regulation upon airlines that every child has to have their own seat in a seatbelt. And... Um, because the the young child or the toddler died and it was on its mom's or on his mom's lap or whatever, right. and as a result of that, uh, traveling fatalities for children uh, went up exponentially. And it wasn't because they uh, of the seatbelts in the airplanes. It was because every child had to have a seat. Families couldn't afford to buy seats on airplanes because it was too expensive to fly your family of five and, and not have your kid on your lap. So then they started driving on the roads and then on the roads, they died in, in traffic accidents where it's far more dangerous to drive. Far so more. Yeah. If, if, you know, there, I'm not saying there shouldn't be regulations like that. What I am saying is open up your eyes people, because it, there's always like nothing happens in a vacuum. There's yeah. always unintended consequences or alternative consequences that happen. And, and this is economics. So go read Thomas Sowell. It'll open up your eyes to this kind of stuff. So if you put seatbelts in buses, um, you know, you, like you said, Norm, you might, so somebody's going to have to do a study or somebody's going to have to figure out, oh, it's is been, it better it, or is it not better? Yeah, it's been and, studied. And where is the, where the, where do the curves cross? So what, 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 where it is better. Okay. I can answer some of this cause I used to be in that industry as a lobbyist, but where it is better. So the national science foundation, uh, did a study. The NTSB has done studies. Uh, the NTSB does not require that the Department of Transportation does not require seatbelts, but it encourages it. So it's a mixed message. So, so if the bus stays upright, yeah, that, that's weak. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That so if a bus stays upright and it's a frontal collision, right? The seatbelts work as expected, like they would in your car. 
The, the problem is school buses have a high center of gravity. They are easy to roll over yeah. because the platform is way up high. The weight of the children and the passengers is way up high. So it's, it's a more teeter-totter kind of vehicle, like a, your SUV. Those are more apt to flip over than, say, a Corvette or a Porsche right? And SUVs higher up off the ground, that weight's higher. And so it's just a matter of simple physics that in a really tight, you know, emergency maneuver, the the vehicle has a higher propensity to roll over. And in that case, all all of the studies basically say kids being very flexible, including their skeletons are very flexible, that if you have a containment cell padding, is basically what we're talking about. And, and it, and it, it kind of captures that the kid can kind of get tossed around inside this padded environment, like a bouncy ballroom, right? That generally the children survive, maybe have a broken arm or something like that, but don't die. Whereas if they were in a belt, they are essentially like in a noose, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're hanging from midair, maybe by their neck, right? In a, in a seatbelt that's no longer belting them into the seat, but it's, it's actually got them strung up in midair. That is not good. Yeah. And, and when you think of 52 kids on a bus and the school bus driver having to constantly know whether or not little Johnny and Sally have their belt on correctly. Yeah, what, is, what kind of monitoring does that take? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, oh, and you touched my child by rearranging his seatbelt. Or if you didn't. like so, You're a you, sexual predator now. And heaven yeah. forbid if a, if a kid uh, was injured as a result of a crash and didn't oh. have the seatbelt on, whether or not that was the result of the injury. Yeah. Which they'll have to monitor whether the seatbelts uh, are so, actually clicked. So yeah. every click will oh. be monitored so he'll have a panel. Why, yeah. why are, I guess, so the discussion, let me, it's something rattled in my head when you're talked about that high center of gravity for buses maybe the 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 school buses we know it, it should go the way of the dodo bird yeah, why aren't we be. looking at a metro bus we could do something different yeah we might be able to do something different lower gravity they're down lower or at least study alternatives a to, different to figure style out bus. so maybe it could be that a different style bus would be safer than seatbelts in the current buses that we have right and then you have to figure out what that what the you, consequence of you that don't is hear many metro bus pr- crashes Correct. No, you don't. And th- those are about five times more expensive than a school bus. And I would imagine they are. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I get it's probably the inexpensive way to build a bus is that. Well, school, bu- school buses. It's a, it's a metal box, you know, sardine can. Brand new know. school bus, probably somewhere around $150,000 to $200,000. Okay. And a metro bus, th- they can be 750000 and up. Wow. You know, they're running on in it, you know, natural gas, natural gas. Uh, you know, propane. And they're all. kind of decked out inside too, comparatively. And they, you know, they go up and down for yeah. uh, handicapped people. Oh, yeah. It might be cost prohibitive. I don't know. Be. It might be. I mean, and look, you'd have to study the statistics on how many school bus crashes there really are and what are the fatalities. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. That's but it's right. still a sad story. Of it course. makes me, it makes me yeah. think of this, like I, you know, then we can move on about it. But it was, um, I had, uh, I just got rid of my truck, but it, it was, uh, it had this alarm where if something were behind me or if something mm-hmm. were in front of me, the alarm would go off. And it scared the living crap out of me to the point where that almost caused me to wreck more than what it was trying to alarm wow. me about. Because I knew that there was a car in front of me slowing down and uh, I was in go, either moving to the other lane or whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. 
And I didn't want to, you know, but if that alarm went off a couple times, it happened. I hit, you know, your reaction is to freak out and and slam your brakes. Yeah. And um, I did that once and somebody hit me from behind. Wow. And I'm not saying that they, look, they're responsible because they weren't following close enough. Yeah. Or they were following too close. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was one of those impacts where I happened to have my trailer hitch on. So it just put a hole in her bumper. Mm. But uh, it, it only happened because I freaked out at my car alarm. Uh, that, and you couldn't turn that off. I didn't. I, I never tried. I, I got rid of it. I mean, you could probably. I can't say up, that's the reason it only happened. You know, but it scared me to the well, point where sure. I probably yeah. wouldn't have slammed the brakes on as much as I did, except for that alarm. Well, these yeah. nanny controls, I call them nanny. You know, like a a minder. These controls are increasingly unable to be turned off. Yeah, oh, correct. Yeah. 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 Now, I'm not saying it doesn't yeah. prevent certain accidents. It probably does. Yeah. But studies need to happen to determine what's the unintended downside to it. Because, you know. Well, these nanny controls and some of the automatic driving capabilities of these cars. Stay in the lane things. And, yeah, they are actually causing inattention behind the wheel well, that's the other thing, the right? drive, so, because yeah. the drivers are becoming inured become complacent that you know hey this car kind of drives itself Look, it's driving itself i'll read the newspaper yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right so right. or i'm yeah. gonna watch my i'm gonna watch youtube <laughs> right yeah yeah and, and so. i think there's some safety advances that have been made that are really good i mean the the, the uh the lights that go on in your rearview mirrors outside that, yeah you know, in the blind spot stuff that, I, that's great Whoever invented that, I hope they're a there's millionaire. Some, there's some good stuff. Oh my gosh! But it's most of the. I, I just feel like a lot of this is theater. So we're going to put these alarms in cars, and they're going to yeah. be safer. But they haven't really. If they have studied it, they don't care because it, it sounds good. We got to do something. At See, least but even the, even the mirror thing, Brett. So like, what happens when the light bulb burns out? Because you've conditioned that driver now to never check his mirrors. Because he's got an automatic well, mirror checker. There's always a yin yeah. and a yang, right? but there is. So, so I, I would, I would, if if that was an option, which it's not, but if it was an option, I would uncheck that option and say no. You know, Norm, the race car driver, religiously turns his head physically and looks behind and well, checks true. his mirror. Present company, I think, will be okay without, with or without those lights, right? Because we all learn to drive without them. So right. it is. It is so ingrained to me. I and would I never. I, and I don't trust them. I have those lights in my mirror. I don't even look at them. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, I, yeah. I don't. They just blink, and I don't even pay attention. That's yeah. a good point. I always check my mirrors. Absolutely. Always check yeah, my mirrors. Right. Not because I'm a great driver. In fact, I, I suffer at times uh, from a little in, in, inattentiveness. Can I ask you a question? Because I'm conditioned to do it. Yeah. So yeah. I'll bet you check your mirrors even when you're just tootling down the road and you're not about to make a lane it's change. It's on patrol all the time. Yeah, the time. you are doing. Yeah. What do I call that? Uh, situational awareness. Yes, all the time. All the time. And I, 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 the only reason I know that I do this is because I had to get my, I had to teach my two sons to drive. Made me a little bit more aware of how I drove. Yeah, you know? right. And I, I started to realize, like, look, you're always like, it's almost like a routine. That's right. This, that, that, forward. This, or if I happen to do something, like I'm fiddling with the radio. Yeah. The next thing I do is check around me. Absolutely. And I don't do it on purpose. It's it's a habit. Well, it's, it's, it's part of defensive driving. It's yeah. muscle memory. And yeah. the word defensive, Brett, is perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I was a defensive lineman, my coach said, Norm, put your head on a swivel. You are, you're monitoring everything because, mm-hmm. you know, it could be a sweep coming at you. It could be a fake reverse, you know, like you need to be ready for exigencies and Put your head on a swivel. Look around all the time, like, like constant yeah. awareness, and that's yeah. how you need to drive, folks. But and and I think your point, Norm. So we have this seesaw, sliding scale, safety features that 
that on their face presumably make our cars safer and you become more aware as a driver, but the unintended consequences, you become less aware yeah. as a yeah. driver and you become lazy. And then when those features go away or you drive a car that doesn't have it, yeah. or if, um, if you're in a scenario where they don't, or that happened not to be the solution yeah. and, and fix, you're screwed. You know, the, the yeah. classic is the people that are pushing a button that does parallel parking for them. Oh my gosh. And that, so, that should be oh outlawed. And so there's a whole generation of young people, right? That if they're in dad's, you know, classic 75 Buick LeSabre and they're out like prom night that, and that thing. Calling that classic yeah. is an interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 75 yeah. Buick LeSabre. Yeah, right. They cannot, right. they can't parallel park that thing. Yeah. And, and you'll be behind them like on a road waiting for them to parallel park in front of the restaurant and you're like, okay, I, I guess I yeah. got a half hour here. Well, and, and, and a good example of this being we were down in Cincinnati last week. And I have I've kind of avoided parallel parking with this gladiator because, I mean, it does not turn on a dime. Yeah. Thinking, okay, I've got to yeah. learn how to do this. It's so, a long vehicle. Yeah. yeah. And, and so there is a spot. And I drive by and going, I can get in there. So Angie pops out of the Jeep and says, I'll help you get in. Just because she knows it's the first time. It took me. A half a dozen times to get it in because I'm number one. I'm going uphill backwards. Yeah, you know, in Cincinnati. Right. So I give that. That's why I give the Cincinnati one. But I did it. And next time I, it'll I take did you it, half though. the time. It will. It's just right. knowing where that that point is. But it, to your point, if you have it automatically do for you, you never learn your vehicle. That's right. right. It's it's sort of like back in a trailer. It was you know, frustrating, but I got it. it takes practice. Yeah. It yeah. takes practice. I I am no pro at that, and I've got my father in law who is a former <laughs> tractor trailer driver. When I so see it's like more do, pressure than yeah. you can imagine. But when you see people do it the first time, it's like, God, that's a skill. Yeah, it is. I love seeing people just being able to it one is. time do it. That am- amazes me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is a skill. Yeah, yeah. I got to throw this in, guys. I know we're getting there on time, but um, <laughs> I found this to be unbelievable. So there was a uh, a, a customs and border patrol official um, speaking about this program. I don't know. So so we could do we could do home on the range here and do another song because this home, involves home on the range. <laughs> this involves antelope. Learn that one. This this involves antelopes. That that's a state song of Kansas, by the way. Home on the range. Anyway, sang, I sang that at my uh, father's funeral. That's going to be far more complicated musically than the wait. <laughs> so when I when I gave when I gave uh, when I gave the talk at Dad's funeral, we sang "Home on the Range" because Dad always wanted to be a cowboy, and uh, <laughs> he married a girl from Kansas. That's a Kansas state song. Anyway, hey, um, Biden, this is unbelievable. This is unreal. So if you think that the Democrats in the White House are not intentionally trying to change blue states to, or excuse me, red states to blue states. Uh, this is this this will this will take away your naivete on that subject. So, in the name of antelope reproductive freedom, right? They have cut a hundred and ten gates, and now we are talking gates that are like forty to sixty feet wide in the Trump fencing. You know that, as Trump would call it, the beautiful fencing, right? that that, that uh, those those steel uh, vertical slats that he did 500 miles of those right they cut 110 holes in those 40 to 60 feet wide 
well, you sent welders out to cut literal permanent holes, not gates that can be locked up again, but they're just open, right? And so the antelopes aren't using them. Guess who's using them? The yeah, cartels. The coyotes. Yeah, right. So yeah, um, right. Uh, the hunt, he had, a, he had a, a, this particular border patrol had uh, a guest um, with him that was uh, a hunting expert, right, in Arizona talking about antelopes. He says, you know, if there's no hole in that gate and that thing in the wall and that, and that antelope really wants to get to Mexico, it's, it's like a one hour to two hour trot to go around the end of the, of the wall. Right. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And it's transparently obvious right. that it, it's, it's not being done for antelopes. Yeah. Um, one frustrating thing for me, and I predicted it on this show. So we had the Supreme Court decision about race-based admissions to colleges, right? And that was that Harvard and University of North Carolina case. Um, and, okay, they, they, they came out with a very clear statement, right, that race in and of itself is not to be a criteria for admitting people to college. And I said at the time how frustrated I would be with that because there was an opportunity for the Supreme Court to make a much wider statement about race-based bias in all kinds of things, promotions, scholarships, whatever. So now coming inevitably, right, because they did a very narrow decision, which was stupid by the Supreme Court, in my opinion, they are now faced with a case involving admissions, race-based admissions to high schools. So we're going to go through every sliver of life. Here we go, right? So next it'll be fire departments and then it'll be police departments. And if they keep construing these cases on a narrow set of facts, instead of just blowing up the idea that, hey guys, you can't use race. Yeah, hold on a second. Though. Come on, man. Let me, let me, let me So let here me, we go. Now they got to the decide high school race. Let me give you the other side of that hmm. coin. What you don't, there, there's a concept called judicial restraint. What you don't want is a Supreme Court that legislates. And it has to take the case or controversy that's before it. And if you wonder where that term comes from, it's in the Constitution. Um, so it's got to have the, the case or controversy before it. It can't decide facts and, and give advisory opinions on other factors. So what the lawyers do, what this, this, this is what's amazing about our system of justice, the Western system of justice, something broadly known as the common law. It evolves as, as humans uh, explore the boundaries of what the previous decision was. So now what's going to happen is a lawyer is going to say, well, we can apply that decision parallel over here, and we're going to say this rule of law should apply to this scenario. You don't want the U.S. Supreme Court predicting all the scenarios at once. It's going to take time, and it took time to get to this mess. It's going to take time to untie this mess. But the, the, the writing is on the wall, so to speak, and it's pretty clear where it's going. We're doing the same thing with the Second Amendment, Norm. We're, I mean, they're, they're taking the Bruin decision, and, and we as lawyers are sort of exploring the bounds of that by trying to apply the history, text, and, and um, um, I lost the other one, but the, the, the analytical approach of Bruin uh, to other gun-related scenarios. And it's going to take time for it all to evolve. That's what common law does. So, look, would I you know, it would be nice to say, let's just have a decision that applies to all those things and let's just outlaw it all right now. But 
you can't do that because the Supreme Court is not the legislative branch of government. The legislature could do it, and then somebody on the other side would challenge that law, and it would have to be decided by the Supreme Court anyway. So, I look, wish, I wish, Steve, they would have gone at least this far and just said, for educational institutions, right, it, it, it make it at least that broad and just say, okay, it's colleges, high schools, grade schools, trade schools, community colleges, any kind of educational opportunity, right? You don't decide that based on race. They could have at least done that. That's that, you know, and, like, and, yeah. instead of requiring this. So now we have society in chaos because somebody is going to litigate every different fact scenario. But that's happened with every single constitutional issue since we started our government. So you want to yeah. change, look, and I, I, I find get that the it's so to, messy. Yeah. This is about racial discrimination. And oh, I, I think, you. and I think, you know, it, they could have made a broader. dismantled in the first place with decisions like that. It's going to have to be, it's going to have to be fixed with, with the same pace. It just doesn't, it's yeah. just how it's going to be. I find do, it do, frustrating. Do, so. do we ultimately, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Do we ultimately walk into this with the voucher system though, too? It I might mean, end up a school voucher. Be, because, yeah. because, well, Ohio so, has that now. I was going to say yeah. because, okay, so you, know, you want to move from one high school to another, and that high school can only have X amount of students. Right. So how, how, when, how does the decision lottery. process? It'll be a lottery. Lottery. Yeah. Well, does see, it, though? Or you know, oh, yeah. are you going to turn into oh, yeah. something where so, we have one and a half, so, we, we, we say we're going to allow one so, and a half percent because so, we want a, well, a no, mixed lottery. Here. So you know in Columbus there's that uh, fancy arts and whatever. Yeah. School. And Cincinnati has one, Cleveland has them. And, it's, and there's way more public school students okay. want to go to that. And right? Is that by law it has to be a lottery? You're talking about CCA, the Columbus School of Arts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they use a lottery. Is, okay, I, didn't, I don't know because well, we never walked into it I there would know. be right there okay. would be marches in front of the place oh, I would think. any other I mean, system it, i mean well, right. this is this is my son You'll is avoid taking, this then yeah okay. it's a great point and i'm gonna make a broad i'm gonna i'm gonna expand a little bit because my son is now at bowling green and he's taking economics and he's i talked to him on the phone the other day and he's like he goes yeah it's all about scarcity and i said yes it is <laughs> life is scarcity it's all about scarcity and how we deal with that and and uh it really there is nothing infinite. There's a finite amount of resources. Now, uh, you know, sometimes scarcity is defined as how much money you're willing to spend to go add to your resources. Sometimes uh, it is a finite limit and there's nothing you can do about it. There's only a finite number of places in schools and the scarcity has to be dealt with on some level in some way. Yeah. And it's uh, if you start looking at life that way, you will see a whole different viewpoint of it. You know, like you can't just have everything. No. You cannot have everything. It's, no. Nothing is perfect. We all want the nectar, right? right? Everybody is like bumblebees. We're circling around the nectar, and there's just not there's enough. not ne- enough. No. And, and if right. anybody who's ever made a budget realizes you can't have the Ferrari and the house you want and this and that, and there's yeah. there's a limit to everything. Now, you could go up to the very top, and there's still a limit. You know, like you yeah. can't own the world. Right. You know, you just scale right. it up, and that there's always some degree of scarcity. And it might apply differently to those of us who make less uh but it still applies to those who make more just a little bit differently. You know, there's yeah. always, always yeah. a want. So this yeah. is where the, you know, sort of the biblical concept, the Western concept of sort of living within your, like finding your own happiness without the external things, you know, give up your life now and you're going to live forever. You know, it's, it's sort of like that, that notion or even go to the old Testament and just read Noah, you know, get sacrifice now so you can, you can uh, survive later. Yeah. And, and it's, sure. uh, you, you can't have everything all at once. Uh, you have to make decisions, and decisions result by their very definition in discrimination. So we discriminate day in and day out. 
You know, am I going to, am I going to drink this coffee or am I going to spend my money on something else? Right. Am I going to do this or am I going to do that? Because time is the ultimate scarcity. I went to Wendy's for coffee. I didn't go to Starbucks. So that you made, you discriminated today against Starbucks. Now the reasoning for the discrimination uh, that the government imposes is what we're talking about. So the government can't say we're going to make a skin color or race-based decision only. And how that sorts out in the real world gets really complicated because there's other resources that are scarce. Sort of like what you're talking about, Brett. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, we still only have X number of vouchers. Yeah. So how do we sort that out? Should right. it be an equal number of people? Should it be a random lottery? Yep. Uh, should it be those who have had less before? This is this is where um, this is where it gets really, really complicated. And I, I happen to believe that the people tend to sort that stuff out. We we tend to sort it out on our own. Uh, guys, guys, I'll bang through some, some real quick things. Give us some nuggets, some nuggets. So, uh, COVID masking, tracing, uh, vac vaccine mandates, uh, seem to be coming back in certain pockets. Um, famously, uh, a college down in Georgia, forget the name, but, uh, it's creeping back because of this, uh, latest variant. So, uh, we'll keep our antennas up on that. Uh, secondly, regarding COVID, YouTube, which is owned by Google, came out with a policy this past week that the World Health Organization's take on all health-related matters, but most notably COVID, of course, um, is going to be gospel, and that posts, videos, speeches, shows, whatever – which are in contradiction to the WHO again. will be taken off yeah, of because YouTube. Their, their track record's so good. Yeah, right. Uh, and then another thing, my last thing is, weirdly enough, SpaceX is being sued, even though they're a vendor to the U.S. government. The DOJ is suing SpaceX because it is not hiring undocumented aliens that and I don't mean well, space, and I don't mean space aliens. <laughs> so if you're, if you're an extraterrestrial, you can't get hired. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so Musk is saying, really, like this is a defense-related enterprise that we're in. Like we do this for the Pentagon, right? And we do this for NASA. And you want us to hire non-U.S. citizens and non-green card holders? Like we're supposed to hire illegals? Yeah. And and the DOJ is saying yes. <laughs> so, uh, lunacy. lunacy lunacy i love that idea for a sci-fi book though right what you just said about you know some dod you know some some something being built but you can't hire aliens right aliens yeah i love that, that yeah. that's, that's got such a, a nugget of thought right there there's, that's there's a, a um yeah an irony in that yeah exactly totally. exactly <laughs> all right well that's another riveting hour or so of common sense ohio with the musical interlude or prelude i should say rather like, or the warm-up um, warm-up concert the the warm-up we'll, we'll yeah. do more so nor maybe uh you gotta i don't know if you're gonna find another uh, song that you can the night the Secret Service drove Trump down to the Fulton County Jail. And the people said, na, 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 na. Okay. All right. Well, you, you go to work and just give me the give me the song and we'll figure it out. Uh, so Common Sense Ohio coming at you at uh, commonsenseohioshow.com. Why give you that website? Because that's the easy way to do it, folks. Go there. Check it out. Read Norm's. Read Brett's blogs. Uh, subscribe to the, the show right there. You can just subscribe and it'll take you to where you need to go to subscribe uh, and, and download. You can do that on your own, of course, at Apple, Google, or Spotify, wherever else you like to get your podcasts. Uh, put ours up there. It's growing fast. But I had some feedback 
from uh, a good friend of mine out in Dayton, Ohio. He was talking about uh, a legal case I'm working on with somebody out there and uh, mentioned I also have the podcast. He goes, oh, that's that guy. I know that podcast. He listens. Uh, so you can listen too. So all the cool cats are doing it. I promise it's the cool thing to do. Uh, check it out, commonsenseohioshow.com. And we are coming at you right from the middle each and every week, at least until now.